Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Marcus Paskowitz with RioMax, and thanks for tuning in to the RioMax Tailgate Talks podcast. Today on the podcast, we have an audio excerpt from one of our past webinars. Up next, we've got the one and only Mary Meyer. Mary, welcome to the to the stage or the podium. <laughs> Thank you. I think. Am I unmuted now? Yep. Okay. So I talked to Trevor a little bit this morning and then I said, I don't really have all my stuff together, but I have lots of stories. So if I can get them a little more concise, then uh, I'm hoping you get something out of it. But um, basically my starting off with Rio was uh, kind of makes me think of my, one of my old college professors, uh, Dr. Joe Atwood said, if it's too good to be true, it is. And so that was what I was a little bit uh, worried about when I first started hearing about uh, Rio. So I do the outside consulting and sales for a small family-owned feed seed fertilizer fencing supply store. And um, Trevor stopped by our office and met my bosses, which is a father-son and father-mother-son duo, but uh, trio, but the father-son were there. And uh, so I was on the road talking to customers. And so... Trevor asked if, uh, uh, you know, if they'd look at this tub and I got back and they said, should we carry this tub? And I said, uh, why? <laughs> so why would we carry a new tub? Uh, we have three pages of tubs to choose from in small font. So it's probably about a hundred different tubs to choose from. So why, why would we carry a new one? So Trevor stopped in again one day and I barely missed him. So we called each other and he was on his way to the airport in Missoula and I was in Deer Lodge, so we said, well, I can come to Drummond. And Trevor said, well, where's Drummond? I said, well, you probably just went through it. So <laughs> turn around, come back. And said, well, where do you meet? And I said, well, there's a cafe and a gas station. And we, we picked the gas station. So we sat in the back of the gas station with Lauren. And uh, I was kind of trying to think of every reason to say no. Like, we have plenty of tubs, so... I was pretty skeptical uh, on the, the very first meeting. And so Trevor Mary, started out by... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I, I think I might have heard you say no early in the conversation. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt that. I don't, I don't, don't think that. I probably did. So Trevor started play, explaining Nutrisorb and, and showed me this exact study that... Uh, uh, Alfredo. Alfredo just went over. And uh, actually, he did a better job of explaining it, though. So. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> and uh, so, you know, he shows me that, and I was just like, wow. So it increases, okay, I mean, so you've got some, some good research. And then he started explaining everything in it, that it's got moss and flax and diatomaceous earth and prebiotics, probiotics, enzymes, yeast. And I'm just sitting there going, wow, so, so you're telling me that you actually have a premium tub. And he said, yes, yes. It's like, you, you get it. And so I uh, went back to my boss and looked over the numbers and looked at what he had shown me and what he'd shown them. And then we said yes, and, and here we are. And uh, happy to be here too. So I thought I'd go through a couple, kind of trying to put together my thoughts. Of, uh, so one of the first guys I talked to uh, that was using Rio before we were dealing it, uh, his name's Pete Delacera. And a great guy, super busy, came from, did a lot in the oil fields and mechanicing and loved cows and had some land and that sort of thing. And so he's always about penciling things out. 
and he's hired a lot of people over the years. And so he said, you know, it's hard to find good ranch help. Uh, you know, I can find a guy that can turn a wrench, but you know, most times the neighbors can pay more for, for the, the guy to do ranch work than I can. So he said, I think of Rio as my hired hand. He says, I don't have time to baby my cows and I can't afford somebody to baby my cows. So Rio does it for me. And then he said, uh, he saw a huge decrease in sickness and coxie. And then he said it moves his cows to the rough country so he doesn't have to pay somebody to do that. So I thought that was a pretty good explanation of, you know, his use of Rio. And he just, uh, I just saw him probably September 28th, right before the special was over to get a, uh, get another ton and, and uh, get that out. And he really appreciates the, the dealer model because then he can pick it up as he needs it and he doesn't have to, to store it as much because we store it for him. And then there, uh, so then uh, this morning I was with Shane and Sandy Gravely and, and Lance Moe to, I believe is on here. I haven't scrolled through lately. Um, he was with me this morning and uh, we were talking about good forage, bad forage, dry forage, all sorts of forage. And, you know, they've shared tons of stories with us on the things they like about Rio and things that they're concerned about and this and that. And it was kind of like a, a aha moment on, because I feel like we've talked about this before, but on the hay savings that they literally have gone from having, uh, feeding four, you know, big, big uh, 1500 pound squares a day. And they were both like, actually, there's been times that we're, we're down to two, you know, in the dead of winter. And uh, they're like, wow, yeah, well, maybe it's three. And then one would chime in and say, no, no, it's there's times that we're down to just two. And I said, well, then, then you could sell the extra hay and they laughed and they said, no, no, then we just don't have to buy as much. So um, <laughs> they do put up a lot of hay and kind of go through between kind of 800 and 1,000 cows kind of. And so uh, they've they've used uh, Rio for a a long time, but it was just kind of interesting to see that that much of a realization this morning. Um, And what was the other? Oh, so then I want to share a little bit about uh, uh, Rock Creek Land and Cattle. So Kurt Loma has actually presented on this before. So if you've seen his recordings, he's, He's a, a he's much more entertaining to listen to than I am. I promise that. Um, but uh, he said they uh, they started using Rio a couple years ago. They used it, you know, once we came on as a dealer. And he said they usually have fed thirty pounds per head per day. They were able to cut down to twenty five pounds per head per day, and valued that at thirty four cents saved. And so they paid for their Rio just in their hay savings. But then uh, they also saw that they didn't lose any body condition on their cattle by, by cutting that hay. Uh, their breed up was 91% in the first uh, 30 day cycle. And then they also increased their weaning weights. So better breed up, made more money, and then paid for it just in the hay savings alone. And uh, Kurt's actually also the one who one day I went up to his place in the. <laughs> I was just going to ask you to tell this. <laughs> So, so one of the competitors have come by, and, and he's a nice enough guy, and just said, "Oh, I saw the all that expensive stuff out in the out in your field." And uh, Kurt actually used to be a contractor, and so he and he's pretty witty, and he filed, fired back, and he said, "Rio's only expensive if you don't know how to do math." 
So, uh, so that was definitely, uh, and you know, he laughs when he tells it too, but um, I actually uh, go up and ride for Kurt quite a bit and he, um, he's used the IGR product and, you know, some people question whether it's worth paying for uh, IGR product when your fence line neighbors don't. And a lot of the stuff is up in the uh, forest service ground and whatnot. But uh, when we were out riding and gathering, like those cows are definitely not bothered by flies. They're out moving around, finding forage and that sort of stuff. And then the fence line neighbors, uh, their cattle were down in kind of some bottom ground, just sitting there, just trying to get rid of flies. (laughs) And and it was very, very obvious just um, at the fence line. And the cows look great and the calves look great. And then, oh, um, wanted to share some stuff on the Grassmaster tub. I don't know how many people have used that, uh, but I'm fortunate because I'm in the area where Rio uh, designed the, the, the grass-fed tub for a ranch called the Moldy Cold Ranch. And uh, the the original manager, I think, did a lot with uh, Rio and Creta. And then he's still on the ranch, but now there's a, a new guy that's uh, – um, as the general manager. And uh, so uh, Trevor's gotten to, to go to their place and, and I really love going there. It's a pretty, pretty cool place uh, south of Boulder, Montana. And so in 2019, we had, I assume a lot of you guys did, but we had a, a really brutal winter. And uh, I believe in that area, it was either, I need to look up on weather stats, but it's either uh, 22 or 28 days consecutive below zero and major snow events like by the feet uh, nearby town was shut down for 11 days, completely shut down the schools and, and uh, the car lots, they were posting pictures of their cars just stacked up with snow. And so they purposely weren't weighing their calves. So they, they do a, a grass, a grass fed program. Uh, and then they actually ship the, the cattle to stores in um, mainly Minnesota back back over to to real land and um so they purposely weren't around the calves they looked good they felt that they looked good but they figured that they were mostly hair coat and just like a show calf once you take off the coat you, you got to see what's under underneath it whether it's hair or whether there's a, a nice calf under there and so they were a little scared they figured that they had actually were gonna have a loss in weight from uh the from when they went into the winter, but uh, they were really, really happy to find that when they went on the scales, it wasn't all hair. They actually had on average two and a half pound per head per day gains on grass fed calves, and then uh, up to 4.8 pounds. So there were some that were huge gainers. Um, so they were getting more than more structure. They were also putting on more muscle and more finish. And uh, then Trevor's kind of shared some of these with me too. And I've been up and talked with them a few times, but one that we noted was that they've doubled their capacity and their dung beetle population is really returning. And uh, that's really driving their uh, program uh, success and, and economic model by all means. And then if it I have a second, I have a horse tub one. Just to chime in there before you move on to your, your favorite subject. Um, I was at Mulvey Gulch Ranch uh, the last three weeks. And uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing that uh, the manager really mentioned that he said, 
obviously they're doing a lot of regenerative um, uh, stewardship, you know, land stewardship and, and working with their soil. And the previous manager did that too. But he said he's got to the point where um, they, they usually ran um, their cows across the ranch one, uh, two passes per year. And now he said they've done four passes this year and about to start their fifth. So he said, without a doubt, it's doubled his carrying capacity. And so, and he said, along with that, we've got no parts of the ranch that are overgrazed. So it's not like we're hurting performance. We're getting the gain, like Mary said, and we're, we're uh, impacting the uh, carrying capacity of the ranch, which goes straight on to the bottom line. And then the dung beetle uh, deal, that was just a, a, another surprise he threw at me. Dung beetle population has gone way up, and not the little ones, but the big ones. And uh, personally, going out onto the, uh, into the uh, pastures, looking at those manure pies and seeing how um, just decimated they were, pulled apart, full of holes, just uh, amazing specimens. So <laughs> anyway, Mary, keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, it's there. And then they're also doing direct to consumer and their demand is huge. So being able to double capacity is also really serving their their uh, customers at the grocery store, too. Uh, so then there's um, I, I grew up in Stevensville, Montana, which is in the, the Bitterroot Valley. So I think river runs through it. And uh, uh, so I'm working with a ranch called the, the Sleeping Willow Ranch. And uh, they have beautiful, beautiful Andalusian horses. And it's a gorgeous place just to get to go see, but also uh, really fun to, to get to know their, their manager and assistant manager and see the horses and see what they're doing. So when I first took some tubs in, uh, Tim's the manager and he kind of joked that his uh, the the horses that always pig out definitely they did pig out on the Rio too, but we talked through some ways to to limit the intake and uh, put some rocks on and kind of gave them pretty small. I know salt's recommended, but in this case, we hey, it works. <laughs> some rocks and made a pretty small uh, opening and and then they totally leveled off, but every other pen didn't. And so he's uh, then. I went back uh, to, to check on them and, and see what they were thinking of the of Rio. And uh, so back in June, uh, Dave and, uh, oh, sorry, Tim and Alyssa said that uh, they went from almost 50 horses being hand-fed to down to 16 pregnant mares. It used to take them an hour and a half to two hours to feed. And now they're down to less than 40 minutes twice a day. Um, and the horses look great and it even reduced some major inflammation in a 15 year old. And Alyssa was joking that he used to be kind of, you know, a fun horse and have a lot of personality. And then when he, uh, had some major inflammation flare ups and stuff, he kind of got kind of cantankerous and now he's, he's back to his, his happy self. And, and then I also have a horse that's on it too. So I send Trevor pictures sometimes. <laughs> I think uh, that's worth showing, um, Dave. I'm okay, not sure. If, yeah, I'm just going to call on the good IT team here. If we can find those pictures of Mary's of the uh, horse hoof, that would be awesome. So I keep my horse with with a kind of a babysitter type horse. Uh, um, she was in an accident when she was 
younger, really, really good bloodlines. And, uh, but she had this accident and it, it actually caused some pretty bad, uh, scarring, uh, on the leg, but then also, uh, hoof problems and looked pretty bad when I, um, uh, brought my horse to this, uh, spot in Deer Lodge and, but sweet horse, easy to, easy keep with my horse. And, uh, so put them together and, uh, of course I wanted my horse on, he'd been on the cow rio, but I bought a, a horse tub and on the cow rio is up uh, at Kurt Lomas with, uh, Rock Creek. And so when I bought, brought him over, I bought the horse up and put it out there. And, uh, so she was just eating it because it was there and I was paying for it. And, uh, I'm, I, uh, yes, I'm hoping you have the pictures because I'd have to go look on my phone to find them. Okay. Hold on, my computer's being silly. So that's, you know, when I put my horse in there was in November, 2019. And, you know, I kind of said, well, geez, I hope we can, I hope we can do something about her hoof so she can travel a little better because she's only about 15. And uh, so then pretty soon we just, uh, no sealant, no toppers, no additives of any sort, except for putting a lick tub out there called Equus 360. And then uh, 80 days later, I thought it was looking pretty darn good. And then six months later, I was, was very impressed and, She's, I think she's really come around a lot too and, and much happier and moves around and can keep up with my four-year-old. So pretty, awesome. pretty happy. Well, thank you, Mary. Um, I was, is there, is that all of your stories or are you, you just telling oh, no. us some of them for today? <laughs> it's, it's not, but I, I think other people have a lot of great stories to share too. And I think questions are really important. So. Good. Well, to wrap up, I what I like about your story is it started off, um, and I have vivid memories of meeting with you at that uh, gas station in Drummond, where uh, and Mary is a very black and white and um, data driven, you know, show me the numbers sort of person. And uh, here we're talking about you know increased digestion and getting mineral into the blood and all of these good things. And she's just kind of got that, well, prove it to me, sort of look on her face. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that probably took a couple of years off my life, but <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> but I, I, I love um, what I love. I guess what I get a real charge out of is working with ranchers or dealers or anybody that is, wired skeptical like you just that's the way people are wired and that's okay I, i'm the same way and then to show them the results and then explain why they're seeing those results um and suddenly it's like a light comes on and then uh, like mary's story just shows out um the more she's having to do with it the more she's kind of getting bitten by the bug you might say as okay this is for real you know those those gains on that grass fed grass finished deal are um out of this world you know and it's like you know what you start working with mother nature and you start feeding those bugs in the rumen those rumen microbes you start getting mineral into the blood and good things happen so Thank you, Mary. Well, hopefully you all enjoyed that. We have these free webinars on a monthly basis and would love to have you live to enjoy the entire webinar and ask questions. 
To get signed up for our upcoming webinars, head on over to reomax.net slash events to get in on our next event. If you're enjoying what we've got to offer on the Reomax Tailgate Talks podcast, I'd encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I look forward to next time and you guys have a good one.